Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. Let's take our Bibles and go to the book of Ephesians, chapter, uh, chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. You can, uh, if, you, if you're kind of cold in here this morning, you can go sit in the corner. It's 90 degrees. Isn't that a cute joke? Okay. Tough crowd, tough crowd. I could repeat it if you want me to. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, praise God. It's great to see all of you today. Today I'm going to talk, I've just titled this message, This is Our God. This is our, you know, we have a, we serve a great God. Great God who loves us. Amen. Great God who's concerned about us. Yes. Who has and does and will continue to do great things in our lives. Yes. Remember at the very beginning of the year when we were in, uh, we started sending out the weekly verses, promise verses, mm-hmm. and um, for this year, we're, wow, we've almost gone through a, a whole year. It's amazing. Since January. And the first verse we started off with was Jeremiah 33 3. Call to me and I will answer you and will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. This is a this is desire for God, from God to you, for you, to show you great and mighty things if we'll just call to him. And um, he's, he's a, a very present help, a very ready help for all those who call. Jesus said, ask, you'll receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. So it's yeah. given us great assurance yeah. in these ways that God will respond to those who Call on him. Call on him. So um, in Ephesians chapter 3, we're going to see something. It's a very familiar passage of Scripture. Um, but going to just look at our God and ha- who he is, what he can do, what he's able to do, and ultimately what his purpose is in doing what he does and who he is. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. I love this. I mean, it's just this wide open invitation, almost a dare. I kind of take it as almost a dare from God. I'm able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. So start thinking and start asking. And I want to just walk through a progression in this verse. Number one, God can. Say God can. Number two, God can do more. Say that. And number three, God can do more through us. Say that. God can do more through us. God can, God can do more, and God can do more through us. Father, thank you for this time in your presence. Thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Christ now to be upon all of those who are here and those who hear the word. Thank you, Father, that your word is a seed. And Lord, when it is planted, it produces a harvest to those who will hear it, accept it, and bear fruit. So we open our hearts to fully receive the seed and its impact in our life. Your word, let it Take root, deep root in our lives, God, so that we can enjoy the fruits of it and the life 
that it brings. As, as the, the great writer of Proverbs says, your word is life to those who find it and health to all of their flesh. Thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now to him who is able. Now to him who is able. God can. That truth alone is inspirational. That truth alone that God can is a powerful truth. It is one that opens us up to a continued hope. Just that phrase, God can. God can. God can. And it's vital to always remember this, especially when you're facing those difficult times, when you're surrounded by circumstantial evidence that says you can't or this can't change or there is no way out of this. You need to remember, but God can. God can. God can. So that we don't ever come to the place that we only rely on our can and other cans and not be limited to that alone. I was uh, sitting in my living room a few months ago watching TV, and my kids were over on the couch to my right, Maddie and Laurel and Dylan, and, and Dylan was sitting in the middle of them, and, and I heard them snickering. And so finally I look over at them, and they're huddled around his phone, and he's, he hits a button on his phone, and then they all look at me. And I'm like, well, they weren't taking a picture of me or they would have had it aimed at me. I said, what, what are you doing? And Dylan said, Dad, can you hear that? I said, hear what? He said, you can't hear that? I said, hear what? No, I can hear the TV. I can hear you. And then finally, one of the girls was like, Dylan, turn it off. It's driving me crazy. It's, I, I said, what are you talking about? He said, you can't hear that. And I said, no, I can't hear that. And they just laughed. They thought it was the greatest thing. And then my son said, you're old. I didn't know what they were doing. They were playing some frequency and that apparently 30 and olders can't hear. <laughs> Let me demonstrate. You can all hear this, right? Most, can you hear that? Okay. Can you hear that? Okay, how about... How many of you can hear this? Look at all the younger people in this room. Look, look around you. Huh? Hmm? I, I, you, no, the, the, I, can't, I can't hear that, but apparently there's something going on that I can't hear. You can't hear. The young people, they can hear. What? Ah, turn it off. This morning I was demonstrating on my son. I just turned it on and sat down, and I'm studying. He goes, Dad, turn it off. I said, can you really hear something, son? He goes, Dad, turn it off. My, it, really? How about this? Can you hear that? See? These young people can hear it still. Still going on. Come on, turn to somebody and tell them, you're old. <laughs> no, it's, it's, and so what's interesting is, is that is that I was, I was exposed to a world I didn't know existed. And I come to find out that kids use this for their, for their text tones and for their ringtones, and they can talk to each other in school while their adult teachers are standing there, and they can't understand a word. They don't know what's going on because they can't hear the tones. 
their ability to hear gives them an advantage. Your understanding that God is able, that God can, see, opens you up to a world that other people don't get to experience. It gets you in some knowledge that goes beyond what we can only see here in the natural realm. So many others are just depending on life as it comes to them and taking life as it comes to them. And so that's all their life ends up being, just the power of what they can do and what they experience in the natural world. But God has invited you to another world when he said God is able. God can. That opens you to a world of possibilities that go beyond the natural realm, beyond natural means, beyond our own senses. And you have that understanding. You have to keep yourself aware of that, that God can. Think about your situation right now. Maybe what you're in right now, difficulty, a struggle you might be facing. I want you to just with your mouth, when you think of it, say, God can. God can. God can. God can. See, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Did you hear that? I'm the way, the truth, the life. Is he? Is he the way? So that means if Jesus is the way, then there will always be a way. Which means if, as long as Jesus Christ is in your life, there will always be a way. And for you to ever say there is no way when you have the way in you, is for, is for you to say there is no Jesus for me in this situation. All right? But since he is the way, there is a way. And he can. God can. God can. God can. Now to him who is able... Look at verse 20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. Wow, what a mouthful that is. Exceedingly, abundantly. What kind of, I, mean, I think he's trying to make a point here. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works. So God can do more is what it says. God can do more exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. Say that with me. God can do more. Come on, turn to somebody and tell them there's more. There's more to know. There's more for you to ask for. There's more for you to think. Huh? Because there's more. There's more. So uh, the, the nation of uh, the country of Spain, when they uh, began to settle and they, they had uh, and get their roots down as a people and as a, as a nation and, and put their identity together as a people, they gathered around a phrase, a Latin phrase. And the phrase was, <laughs> I gotta remember my Latin. It was ne plus ultra. Ne plus ultra. In Texan, it's ne plus ultra. Okay? <laughs> and it means nothing beyond or nothing higher. Nothing beyond. Because of where it is located geographically, it is the southernmost part of Europe. It's, it's, it, uh, it juts out. It's a peninsula. It juts out between these two seas, as does no other country on that continent. And so, them seeing that, that they were the westernmost part uh, of Europe, they thought, there's nothing else to know. There's nothing else to discover. And so, with that, they rallied around that term, nothing beyond. And they they wanted this to be the prominent thought amongst the people that they printed it even on their own coins. It became their national motto, like ours being in God we trust. And the, 
Uh, it means either nothing beyond or the highest point. There is no, no higher point. There is nothing beyond. So no more to see, according to them. No more to discover. We're the last greatest discovery on planet Earth. Until this Italian sailor came along and boarded a ship called the Santa Maria and proved them all wrong when he came to the Americas. So now that they learned that there absolutely was something beyond them, when he came back of news that the, the ocean was not shoreless west of them, but there were other shores to discover, other land to see and to develop, now they're in a juxtaposition. So what do we do now? Now that we have this information, yet we have rallied around and identified ourselves with us being the last stop. There is nothing beyond us, and yet now we know there is. So what do we do? Well, they did. They changed their motto by simply dropping the word nay. And now they just said, there's more beyond. There is more beyond. There is more beyond what you're experiencing in your own life. There's more for you to learn. There's more for you to know. There's more for you to experience with your God. And so he gives you this invitation, this wide open, limitless invitation, invitation saying there's more. How, however high you can think, there's more. However much you can ask for, there's more. There's more. There's more. There's more. There's more beyond. There's more to know. So I don't ever settle and say there's no way. There's just there's not any more. This is this is as good as it gets. Don't ever buy into that lie. Get rid of those nays in your life. Huh? And believe that there's always possibility, there's always potentiality, there's all there's always a way. There always is more for us to know. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think. According to the power that works in us. God can do more. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. So God can do more through us. We are the reason why. We are the way how, the way he can show himself of more than enough. He expresses himself in exceedingly abundantly through people. He works through us. The very next verse says, to God, or, uh, be the or yeah, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus. Where's his glory seen? It's in the church. It's amongst his people. In the church, by Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus, to all generations forever and ever. So he wants to show off through us what a life with God can be, what a life with God looks like. Amen. And that it is a supernatural experience. It's a more than enough kind of existence. It says that it is according to his power, or the power, which is his power, that works in us. So this is not something that we construct ourselves. Jesus told the disciples, after you receive the Spirit, after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall receive power, and you will be witnesses. So there's a, there's a very interesting uh, bird called the bar-tailed godwit. And they call it the godwit because they don't really know how to explain this bird and its ability. And that only it has godwit about it. It's a migratory bird which lives in Alaska and New Zealand. And half the year it's in Alaska and half the year it's in New Zealand. So they were trying to figure out how this bird makes its trek across that ocean 
uh, to get to either New Zealand or Alaska. It's not a very big bird. It's only about a pound. It's a waiter bird, but um, so it's not, it's not very big. And, it, and because of its small size, it doesn't soar. It has to continually flap its wings to get to where it's going. They tracked a female by satellite in 2007, and they were astounded to find out that this bird flew a nonstop flight. Uh, sometimes some of the bar-tailed godwits will stop off on the, the East uh, Asian coast and then go from there. It's still a long flight to even get there. But they saw that this female, now listen to this, flew nonstop 7,145 miles. Nonstop flapping of the wings. It took her nine days to make that journey. No stops, no food, no water, no rest, just flying morning and night for nine straight days. 7,145 miles. That's roughly a third of the globe. The earth is around 25,000 miles in circumference. A third of the planet, this bird flew nonstop. Now you understand why they call it Godwit. First of all, to even see New Zealand out in the Pacific Ocean is a miracle in and of itself from that height. I mean, it's just a little speck in the water to go from Alaska to New Zealand. And they saw that she flew straight across the Pacific. Now, scientists believe that, or uh, ornithologists, I should say, believe that this bird has the ability uh, to use, uh, to, to navigate this trek through winds and through the stars at night. And that she, this bird has the ability when she's flying to t shut down half of her brain during part of the flight so that part gets rest and then switch sides. The other, the other half goes to sleep while the other one stays working and keeps those wings flapping. They said that the energy that is expended by this bird in that nine days, in that nine day trip, would be like you running a full sprint for a solid week. Imagine. And she does it every year. And the Bartow Godwit's not like, you've heard me talk about the golden plover. What give the gold, gives the golden plover its ability to go to migrate as far as it does? It lives in Alaska and Hawaii. What a rough life. But that's about a 4,500-mile journey. But the, the, the golden plover's secret is, and, and it, it's a 90-hour flight for that bird, but it only has about 70 hours worth of fuel. But it goes with other plovers, and so they work by drafting, by flying V formation. And so they don't have to work as hard to get there, and they're able to store up some energy and work by working together, they go further. But the Bartell God, what's different? They'll fly alone. This female flew alone 7,145 miles and found New Zealand. And they said that when these bar-tailed godwits come in, something like 70,000 of these birds make this trek every year. When, this, when, the, when the godwit makes its landing on the shores there of New Zealand, they said as soon as it hits the ground, it takes a couple of steps and it just falls right to sleep. Can you, can you imagine? And sleep for a long time. But only when I think of this, I think of what Job said. Ask the beasts and they will tell you. And the birds of the air will declare to you and the fish of the sea will declare unto you that the hand of the Lord has wrought this. Only God 
can make something like this. A migratory bird like that can't evolve. It has to be fully developed in order to make that trip, that trek. And God has shown us through creation his perfect, flawless design so that you and I can understand it is his power that is working in you. It's not your ability. It's not by might. And it's not by your power. It is by his spirit working in you. And God is able to do more in you. Hallelujah. Because he has a world that he loves. And he wants to demonstrate his love to the world. And when they see the, war, the power of God working in you through his love, then that will be a beacon calling out to them. Come all to yeah. me who, you are, who are heavy, who are weighed down with burdens. All you who are weak, all you who, who are bound, and I will give you rest. Yeah. It's the light that, of the gospel that we declare to the world, that God so loved us that he gave us his son, that we are not... De- even though in, in one sense, by our own decision by Adam, we were all destined to die in our sins, but God chose to die for us and give us this new life through his son who died for our sins, who was buried, and who rose again the third day. And this says, the word of God says that that same spirit that raised him from the dead now lives in us. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all, that we could ask or think according to the power that works in us. There's just one caveat to this being a reality in your life. It is to simply believe it. Like anything, any promise from the Word of God, He just wants you to believe it. And when you believe it, then it can become reality for you. Then it can become your experience, not just a wishful thinking but truly living in its reality unto him. So get busy praying big prayers. Get busy expecting big things to happen in your life. Get busy believing that with God, all things are possible. Because this is what the world needs to see, that there is always hope. When things get tough, when when we run out of our ability, when we run out of the end of our rope, The way of the world is, the language of the world is to say, well, don't get their hopes up. We don't want to get their hopes up. But the message of the gospel, the message from our God is you you always have hope. There is no hopeless situation. With God, it's not over. With God, it's not too far gone. With God, it's not too difficult. With God, it's not too hard. With God, it's not too high. With God, it's not too low. With God, it's not too big. With God, it's not too strong. Father, thank you. Thank you for the promise that we have in you. When Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Thank you, Lord, that your word brings hope to us. It brings light into our dark situation, God, and dispels the darkness. It's you who lives in us. And your scripture says that greater is he who lives in us than he that is in the world. Thank you. For that powerful truth. God, that we would stay aware of that. First of all, that you're able, that that would be the thing that would come to our minds when we're facing difficulties in life, that we remember, hey, wait a second. No, I belong to God Almighty and God's on my side and God is able right now in this situation. So I'm gonna, I'm not gonna just focus on this. I'm not gonna think about this. I'm gonna put, set my mind on my God because I have an advantage in this world. 
I have a God who is able. And not only is he able, but he is willing. And he's a very present help for me. And I thank you, Father God, for showing yourself strong on your people's behalf. Oh, God, that we would, would walk in the steps of our father Abraham, who was fully convinced, fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was also able to perform that promise. Thank you, Lord. We trust you. We thank you, God. Lord, help us, Lord, to pray the kind of prayers that you like, ones that, that, that have no limits to them. Lord, help us to dream big, to think big, to talk big, God. Because, God, this is how you show yourself, demonstrate yourself for us and through us. You've called us to live a life that is full of your power, that is full of your ability, that is full of your grace, that is full in and of itself of abundance. Thank you for that, God. Lord, thank you for hope here today for some that are facing whatever difficulty they might be facing, whether it may be some health issue, financial issue, God, some, maybe, it's, maybe it's problems in their marriage, trouble in their relationships, maybe something on their job. God, I don't know what it is, but I do know that there's nothing impossible for you. With men, it may be impossible, but not with God. So we look to you, and we thank you for the breakthroughs. We thank you, Lord, for the overcoming. We thank you for the victory. We thank you, Lord, for your help. We thank you, Father God, for the provision. Thank you for the healing. Thank you, Lord, that you bring joy. Lord, and that joy is our strength. Thank you that you bring peace that surpasses all understanding, that guards our hearts and minds, Lord. So, Lord, we choose today to have faith in God and to only be, only be persuaded of you and your word and nothing else in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. So be it. Hallelujah. Uh, this, this Wednesday, uh, my friend, Pastor Phil Valdez, is going to be with us from Passion Life Church. Um, he's been here a few times in our church. It's been a little while, but he's going to be here. Uh, I think it's maybe been about three or four years ago that he was here last time because he started a church out there and has been busy doing that. But he called me the other day and said, hey, I'm going to be in the Dallas area. Would you like to get some coffee? And I said, I want to do more than that. I want you to come preach to our people. We haven't seen you in a while, buddy. So he's going to come and, and uh, uh, minister to us. He's, he's uh, How many of you heard, have heard him? I've heard Phil Valdez? Yeah. Anyway, he's great. Funny and funny looking. So it'll be highly entertaining. Uh, he'll have a good word for you. So Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. And then also on the 13th, right, is our campfire and s'mores that night. And are we also doing anybody playing music and stuff? Doing that again? Okay, so bring your talent. If it's not music, you know, we had all kinds of things displayed then that poetry and some drama. And uh, so bring something with you that night and bless everybody. Really bless them. Amen. We used to call it special music in church for a reason. <laughs> Amen. Let's stand together today. Hallelujah. Thank you for being here today. God bless you. Let me just pronounce this blessing over you. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. 
and give you peace. All of your children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you, Lord, because he trusts in you. Thank you, Lord, that your people taste and see that the Lord is good and blessed are those who trust in him. Thank you, Father God, that the favor of God surrounds your people as with a shield. It goes before them. It surrounds them, Lord, so that they have favor with God and man. Thank you in Jesus' name, Lord, for open doors for your people. Thank you for promoting them. Thank you, Lord, for, for, for providing for them in Jesus' name. I declare this week, God, that this message that changed our lives, that continues to change our lives, this ministry of reconciliation, Lord, will be on their lips, Lord. It will be like a fire shut up in their bones, Lord. And Lord, as they declare this message, it's Christ compelling the world. Be reconciled to God. Thank you, Lord, for those opportunities to be witnesses for you, to be lights for your glory, God, and to bring more and more people into the kingdom of God to enjoy his goodness and his fullness in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.